0: Brothers and sisters, I have good news for you this morning. I have good news that isn't new from a story that's ancient but never old. I invite you now to lean in and listen well and listen carefully to these words from Holy Scripture. From the first letter of John, chapter 4, verses 7 through 21. This is from the message, so it's a different translation. If you're looking in your Bible, it might not quite match up the same. And there will be a quiz at the end. (laughs) My beloved friends, let's continue to love each other since love comes from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and experiences a relationship with God. The person who doesn't love, who refuses to love, doesn't know the first thing about God. Because God is love. You can't know God if you don't love. This is how God showed love to us. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. This is the kind of love we're talking about. Not that we once upon a time loved God, but that God loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and the damage that they've done to our relationship with God. My dear, dear friends, if God loved us like this, we certainly ought to love each other. No one has seen God, ever. But if we love one another, God dwells deeply within us, and God's love becomes complete in us, perfect love. And this is how we know we're living steadily and deeply in Jesus and he in us. He's given us life from his life, from his very own spirit. Also, we've seen for ourselves and continue to state openly that God, sent his son as savior of the world everyone who confesses that jesus is god's son participates continuously in an intimate relationship with god we know it so well we've embraced it heart and soul this love that comes from god god is love when we take up a permanent residence in a life of love We live in God and God lives in us. This way, love has the run of the house, becomes at home and mature in us so that we're free of worry on judgment day. Our standing in the world is identical to Christ's standing in the world. There is no room in love for fear. Well-formed love banishes fear. Since fear is crippling, a fearful life, fear of death, fear of judgment, is not one that's fully formed in love. Not yet. We, though, we're going to love. We're going to love and we're going to be loved. First we were loved, and now we love. God loved us first. Now, if anyone boasts, I love God, and then goes right on hating their brother or sister, thinking nothing of it, then that person is a liar. If they won't love the person they can see, how can they love the God that they can't see? The command we have from Christ is blunt. Loving God includes loving people. You've got to love both. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, here's the quiz. It occurs 32 times, okay? What's, what's the summing up of this passage? One word. Love. love, oh, you got it. I love it when you get 100%. Yes, okay. Love, 32 times in this passage. And I think that's the point. Repetition in scripture is always emphasis. It's not, couldn't think of another word. It's not, ran out of ideas. It's really, really important, 32 times. The background for this letter, this is from John. This is the first letter of John, and this is the John who wrote the Gospel of John. This is the John who wrote the Revelation. This is the John who was the beloved disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. He was an eyewitness. And that's what he's talking about when he says, we proclaim this boldly. We have seen, we have heard, we have touched, okay? John was writing to um, kind of all of the churches. Some of the letters that we have are to the Ephesians, to the people in Rome, to the church in Colossus, or Colossae. This particular letter is for all the churches, and it is in response to a heresy that was common, a a false teaching, and that false teaching is called Gnosticism. Starts with a G, but sounds like it should start with an N, and Gnosis means knowledge or knowing, and there were two elements of this heresy um, that we see in cults today, but just quickly, material versus spirit. The material is always bad. The physical world is always bad. The spirit is always good. And so they said that Jesus was never bodily on earth. They said that Jesus never really died, that Jesus never really was resurrected. So that's why it was a false teaching. And they also um, believed that there was not grace for all, but a special knowledge. There was a secret knowledge that only a few would have, and that was their ticket into eternal life. So that's how John's responding to this. And you heard in there, there's this idea of fear. They were afraid that they were not on the list for heaven. They were afraid they were not on the schedule for resurrection. They were afraid that they had been passed over by God. And so... I'm not sure what you're afraid of today. Are you afraid, perhaps, that you're not good enough, that you're not worthy enough, that you don't have what you need? Are you feeling that you're beyond the reach of God? John's response is our response, love. And this love, you've heard of this term before, haven't you? Agape. I'm not Greek, so I may pronounce things incorrectly, but agape love. You remember, I would hope, that agape love is that unconditional love. It is that um, selfless love that we get from God. And all through this, 32 times, agape, selfless love. This isn't talking about, um, I did this for you, so I would look good. It's not that kind of love. It's a selfless love. This is a kind of love for all of us it's from God it is the mark of a Christian how do we know because we love people that we shouldn't we love people that according to the world out there we couldn't don't don't raise hands and don't name names but will you agree with me that we worship together and we love people in this congregation that we should never love would you See that? People where if you, if you told somebody, I'm in a congregation and I love people like this, they would say, what? But you don't agree with them. But they've said hurtful things. But you love them? What a shocking witness that is to the world. That we can be a tight family of love. In Paul's letter to the Philippians, we read... That Christ, being in very nature God, didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing. God came to be with people like us. If you think you're beyond God's forgiveness and grace, consider this. Just how far will God go? How far will God's forgiveness and love go? From heaven to earth. From equality with God to hanging out with people like us. Now, this is not a sweet, fuzzy, warm kitten love, right? It's not that kind of awe love. This is a boots on the ground. This is a get your hands dirty kind of a love. In John 13, Jesus gave a new commandment. Love each other as I have loved you. When you love each other, the whole world will know that you're my followers. Again, This is not that sweet, gooey love. In John 13, when this commandment comes up, Jesus has just washed the feet of his disciples. He has just washed the mud and the dirt, maybe the crusty donkey manure, off the feet of his followers. And he has just waved goodbye to Judas, going out to betray him. He is on his way to the cross to die for us. And Jesus says, love each other as I have loved you. This is the kind of love we're talking about. This is the kind of love that will cause you to move somebody, to help them move after they've lived in the same house for 30 years. This is the kind of love that he's asking us to do where maybe you postpone your retirement plans to just be a person of leisure so that you can care for grandchildren or maybe your neighbor's children. That's the kind of love. This is the kind of love that leads someone to skip lunch because somebody else needs that food more than they do because their student needs their time more than they need food. This is the kind of love that causes us to make a casserole for someone we haven't seen in months, maybe because of a pandemic. This is the kind of love, that kind of spirit of love that will bring someone to say to someone they first met, I've got your back, I'm on your side. Someone who will nurse a friend who's had knee surgery and do their laundry. It's that kind of love. The kind of love that will cause us to move to South Africa or to South America to bring the gospel, to bring education, to bring clean water. It's that kind of love. So how far will God's love go? To the mud at your feet to the mud on your feet, to all the dark places that need to be washed. That's how far God's love will go. God's love will go into the hearts of us. It will be a witness within us and among us as we follow Christ's command and example. When I worked for Grandfather Home for Children, we cared for children who had been severely abused. And part of my job at times was to be an additional staff member in a group. And I was traveling on an outing with a group of boys. They ranged in age from about 7 to 11. And we had eight boys in the van with us. And in the course of the trip, um, there was a conversation that triggered a memory for one of the boys. And I'm going to call him Max. So Max just exploded with rage because it had triggered that memory, that pain of the abuse. The program director, Fran, um, immediately, you know, we stopped the van, it was safe, but she took Max under her lap. He was... um, kind of butting with his head. He was kind of trying to hurt her, trying to hurt himself on the side of the van. He was kicking the kids around him. They moved back, but he was still kicking. He was ending up hurting himself because he's hitting a van. Um, And Fran held that child. And she kept him safe as he kicked and he cussed and he spit. And her response to all that rage and to all that ugliness pouring out of that little boy. She brushed the hair out of his eyes. She kissed him on the forehead. She didn't wipe the spit off her face, but she said, I love you, Max. You are so beautiful and I love you. I saw that and I thought, that is Christ on the cross for you and for me. That is it. That love comes from Christ. That doesn't come from a human love. That's how far love will go. Through us, among us, and that agape love emboldens us. We can let go of All of the trappings of goodness that we bring we can be our open raw selves we can let go of fears of judgment that kind of complete love that is not based on what we've done but on the grace of God coming in and we can approach that throne of grace with honesty with our pain and with the pain that we've caused and we can come before the throne of grace with a sure knowledge That we have been loved first beyond our ability to understand. That kind of love doesn't just let fear slink out. It'll drive fear out. There is no room for fear when you've loved that completely. When you have experienced that love. So how far will God's love go? It will come right here, right now. And what does it look like? It may look like Fran and Max. But it may also be among us where we say, I need help. I don't have pride. I have a need. I have the humility of knowing that I've been saved by grace and I need help. I'm struggling. Where we can say to one another, I'm overwhelmed, I'm overcommitted, I'm overextended. I need help. And then the agape love in your brother or sister, is going to hear those cries, and we will say, how can I help? I have this to give. I will sit with you. I will pray with you. I will pray for you. Even, I will sit with your loved one so you can go take a shower. When we're having difficulty believing or afraid that our salvation isn't secure, we can remember that agape love doesn't just come to us, but comes through us as a sign and a reminder of the love that comes from God. And folks, let me, let me just say, don't forsake the fellowship. Don't forsake the fellowship of this congregation. If you can't be here in person, that's fine. If you're not well or if for safety um, because you don't need to get sick, that's fine. Don't forsake the fellowship. Pick up the phone and call someone. You may need somebody to listen to you, but somebody else needs you to listen to them. You can send cards. We've got college students who have gone away for the first time. Is that right? Some of them are for the first time. Send them a card. Send them a care package. Send a birthday card. To the people who are here, don't let um, hurt feelings, don't let a pandemic, don't let your feeling of unworthiness keep you from being in this fellowship. You are a blessing when you love, and you are a blessing when you receive love. Folks, in agape love, there is no condemnation. There's no condemnation in Christ. There's no recrimination in Christ. We are on level grounds standing in grace, drenched in the grace of God, washed clean. I want to say one more thing about not being in worship. If you're not physically in worship, that's okay. I have one last story. I have a friend who said, I don't need church. Somebody said something to me. It hurt my feelings, and I haven't been back. And when that man developed cancer, the TV preachers that he'd been watching did not come and hold his hand. The people in that congregation that he saw on TV did not casserole him. It's the fellowship. We are the hands and feet of Jesus to one another. And what a witness to that world. What a beacon on a hill. So they can see this impossible love that can come even right here, right now. In the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit, amen.